I mean, ach, I mean, what are you doing here? Uh, well, uh, we're a new foreign exchange students from, uh, um, Scotland. Saints be praised. I'm from Scotland. Where do you hail from? Uh, North Kilt Town. No fooling! I'm from North Kilt Town. Do you know Angus MacLeod? Wait a minute. There's no Angus MacLeod in North Kilt Town. Why, you're not from Scotland at all. Ah, don't be daft. I was born in Ri... Hey, what the... <gasps> My retirement Greece! No! You thieving Greece pundits! I'll kill ya! Wait up! So fast, boy. Well, if it was up to me, I'd let you go. But the lads have a temper, and they've been drinking all day. Stop pummeling me. It's really painful. All right, fine. I'll strangle you for a while. Oh, good, good, good. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to kick off our reviews of Season 10 of The Simpsons. We're kicking off with Light of the Dance. I'm Dando. Did your voice just go up? It did. Yeah. I'm Mitch. And I'm going to try to keep myself in the same octave that I've been in since we started the show. Dando's talk, suddenly gonna, turned to a 15-year-old. I'm going to talk really, really normally now. I'm going to talk like this. Very, very wide. All right, Light of the Dance. Should we do... Do you reckon, like, the 10th season, could I sustain a new character? No. How you doing there, Dando, and listeners <laughs> all across the four-finger discount land? That's like your go-to accent for everything. Only when a microphone is this <laughs> close to my... When it is right up there, touching the lips and tickling them just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, so did I tell you the discovery that I made about kissing? No. That a kiss is only can a kiss. Can you show me? I can. I'll do it against the microphone. No, no, no. no. This microphone. Well, a kiss is only a kiss if you... At the end. So, like, if you don't make that smacking your lips sound, all you are doing is putting your lips against another person. Is it possible to do that? Otherwise yes, I've done it to Ash several times. You're just touching faces. Kind of, yeah. But, like, you can still do it on the lips. It's very, very funny. So, like, I... I, I actually, I've done it and Nicola goes, what was that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're so, confused. Like, if I, you know, like, even for the listeners. So, there we go. I just kissed the microphone. <laughs> but... Really kissed just off the, the bloody just then, arm. Just look. Nothing. If you go in with like dead lips, it just feels really funny. <laughs> I'm going to try it on Nicola. Yeah. We should film it. All, all boyfriends and girlfriends across four finger discount, I challenge you to kiss your significant other, but without doing at the end of it and just see what their reaction is. It's kind of like when you have a drink, you kind of have to go afterwards. You yeah. do it without even realizing. Go. I don't think I'm an Ara. Not, 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 not but a, I know a lot of people do. do. Like, I don't know. Have a drink. Have a drink. Right, he's, he's going for the drink. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do it. You can't not do it. I I, I did lean into that a little bit. Yeah, can I, I try something? Okay. This is something that George Carlin did a while ago. So I don't know if this is going to work, but it was the sound of a swallow. So you've got I, 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 know, I know the sound. You'll, yeah, yeah. you'll see if this works. I'll gonna, see. Will I? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you will. All right. I'm just going to put the microphone to my throat. Should I be filming this? No, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> 
Ooh. <laughs> that shit was that much fun. How good is it? <laughs> I look forward to listening back to that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Just putting the mic back in. Yeah, there Just we go. Making it really uncomfortable for everybody listening. You happy now? Because there's two different sounds. Like what you first hear is the throat closing off so the liquid doesn't go in and then you get the release. Just so you know, guys, this is season 10 of yeah. Four Figure Discount. Yeah, and the, the, this was George Carlin's career. This was on um, George Carlin AMF, uh, AMFM, I think. Maybe it was Class Clown. It was one of the two. Um, but old school George Carlin would make a living of doing that on stage. Just doing swallowing sounds? Yeah. And being really offensive? No, he wasn't offensive back then. Wasn't he? He's never really been really offensive. Or was he just bitter? He was anti-government. Yeah. So, like, he did one song, um, you know, the Sea to Shiny Sea mm. song? He um, had a, I remember famously he had a parody of that where it's like, America, America, man sheds his waste on thee and hides the pines behind billboard signs from sea to oily sea. Um, so there's like he was an environmentalist before his time. He was anti-war, anti-big government, all that sort of thing. But uh, he was—it was more offensive language. Like at a time where, when he first did an HBO special, they actually aired a five-minute warning in advance about the fact that there was going to be bad language. Like *Margin of the Treehouse of Horror*. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was like that thing of we believe that this is important. However, we understand if you'll be offended. So here's a warning that this is going to happen. And yeah. then they had a pre-interview with him where he talked about the philosophy of it where he's like, you know, I can do it without swearing, but I feel like I miss a lot of important emphases if I don't have it. Eddie Murphy was like that as well. Uh, or like a lot of swearing. I don't yeah. think they had warnings for Eddie, though. No, no warnings. 80s were a different time. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, so, welcome to Season 10 of Four Finger Discount, Season 10 of The Simpsons. What are you most looking forward to Season 10-wise? You, you actually don't know many of the episodes, do you? Yeah, I think Discovery is something that I'm looking forward yeah. to in this season. So, uh, the You know, they have the uh, Simpsons Super Weekends on Fox 8 mm. in Australia. Every Saturday and Sunday morning, nine till twelve. I they had it on um, on Sunday, and season ten was on. And the first four episodes I watched, all really good episodes. Okay, cool. Like there are one. Like I know some of these. I just don't know them as well. And they weren't a part of my life the same way that the earlier seasons were. Mad to the Mob. You know that Viva Ned Flanders. You know that one. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, Sunday Cruddy Sunday, which we've already reviewed for the patrons. Yep. So that's a week there's off. a week off. <laughs> <laughs> already planning ahead. And when you dish upon a star, we mentioned in last week's. Uh, Season 9 recap of mm-hmm. Ali Baldwin. I, now, there's one episode here. This is my least favourite Simpsons episode. It is Simpsons Bible Stories. Have you seen this one? Uh, is that the, it's like split into three. It starts with the Easter rabbit is melting. the one where Bart takes down Goliath, which is Goliath Nelson. Goliath, is Nelson. Yeah. I never liked it. Yeah, okay. I don't remember disliking it, but I also only... Oh, the, the pharaohs all flushing the toilet. Sorry, not yeah. the pharaohs, but the slaves flushing the toilet was how they get away from... Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Like, I never remembered having a problem with it, but it'd be interesting to watch it with a critical eye. And yeah. See. It's yeah. been a long time since I watched it. It was just because I remember it always started off with the Reverend doing the spiel mm. and the chocolate rabbit on his podium and it melting. Melts, throughout the episode. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I'd see that, I'd go, nope, not watching it. <laughs> but Light of the Dance. What a good season opener. It is a good season opener. Uh, the only... Thing that I like, it's not a big season opener, like not a spectacle. Yeah, like a. I'm trying to think of um. So last last season was obviously City of New York versus Homer Simpson was the first City one, of New which York. was a carryover. True, but still, it it works as a sort it of it was a big deal. Ten yeah. pole opener, same yeah. with you only move twice. Yep, can't think of what season seven opens with, but 
Mm, I'll look it up. It's, Continue. It, it doesn't feel so much like an event episode. It just feels like a run-of-the-mill episode. Season 7 opened up with Radioactive... No, not Radioactive Man. That was episode 2. It opened up with... Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2, of course. So that's somewhat of a spectacle. Mm. Part 2 to Who Shot yes, Mr. Burns. you could argue that it <laughs> Some is. would say the biggest spectacle yeah. The Simpsons so, ever did. <laughs> so I think that this is like the most low-key opener that we've had for a while. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, it obviously wasn't built to be the opener. Let us put it there. Yeah. But a good performance from guest star that you mentioned last week doesn't get enough kudos. Lisa Kudrow. Lisa, yeah, like Lisa Kudrow is really, really great. And she's kind of got the perfect voice to play a teenager in an animation. I which thought I'd that. never... Like, well, not even a teenager, she's a child, but she's, she still sounds like a child, but also sounds mature. Yeah, well, I think she plays her as a teen, even though she's not a she's teen. Meant to, she's behaving yeah, like she's a teenager. She's obviously playing her yes. like yeah, a yeah. teenager. Yeah. But she's really funny. She is. I know, obviously, she's a comedic actor. Yeah, like, she, I mean, Lisa Kudrow... Take her or leave it. A lot of people don't really like Friends, but... Yeah, but the one thing that you can't argue against about her is that she's got a whole huge amount of energy in her performances. She's very unique, too. Yeah, she is. There's there's never been... I can't think of anyone like her before or since. She kind of brought her own, her own brand yeah. to her, her characters. You can almost visualize her acting it out as you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Just, she's very, she's very physical, I guess. With the way when she delivers words, she, her face, she's yeah. always moving. You know, she also treads a really fine line between like she's not, she's being mean, but then you're not sure if she's being mean. Yeah, like it's that that perfect thing of like, oh, I'm only joking. You're like, yeah, maybe she is, but maybe she's also a bitch. Yeah, it's hard to tell. <laughs> you just put it on your dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny line, <laughs> perfectly honest. <laughs> but like, she's not deliberately taking Lisa's friends away. She's just trying to, I guess, bring people along with her. Uh, that spoke to something very real about me, by the way, when like the new kid comes to school and you befriend them and then very quickly they become cooler than you and you're yeah. like, well, this is all fucked. <laughs> this is the Should thing. never have let him in. This is the thing though, as believable and real as that story is, it's just weird that Lisa's suddenly in with the kids. She has friends. Um, Lisa always sits by herself in the cafeteria until this mm. episode. She's not friends with everyone else until... They need her to be friends would so the friends have, can be taken away. But would she have been sitting with them if it wasn't for the fact that she was doing the whole, I've got to introduce her to this person? Well, she's, it seems like they're her friends in this. It does a little bit. Which I don't I don't mind, but, but I'm just saying it just felt yeah. a little bit odd. I'm like, but oh, very, Lisa has friends Very there. loosely and briefly. Because what, what was the episode? We've had two episodes in the last couple of seasons where it's obvious she has no friends. Uh, Summer of Four Foot Two? Yeah. And what's the one where... Oh, that's the yearbook one, isn't it? That's the yearbook one. Yeah. And there was, there was another one. Oh, Sick of War of Lisa Simpson. Yeah. But I guess that was more the army not really treating her... Yeah, that was, that was a on different ...on equal footing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they do, they do make it... Yeah. Make everyone aware she doesn't have friends. You know what I think was the most jarring thing? And like I was able to get over it relatively quickly. And I, I'm honestly not sure where I sit on it about how this episode uh, is pitched and structured. The whole opening of going back to school... Mm-hmm. Um, for the bit of it that I like is that as a season opener, you have spent time away with these characters. So it's a natural way to have that joy of coming back to each other and seeing that replicated on the screen. So you're like, you're welcoming the show back into your life. These characters welcoming each other back into their life. I guess once when this aired, it would have been not long after uh, the school started. I don't know. I don't even care about that, to be perfectly honest. The, the timing of that doesn't matter. Okay. It's more just that feeling of... Whenever you watch a TV show, network TV, after a season, it comes back. And a lot of it would feel like there's this... You get the vibe from the actors that they haven't seen each other for a while. And that comes across. Uh, but what I didn't love about it is that suddenly we're doing a back-to-school episode, but they're in the same 
classes that they've oh, always been in. Good like, point, yeah. When they've done end of term or end of school or end of whatever, it feels like the episode ends at a natural point, obviously, and then you go, all right, well, that's fine. The slate's wiped clean when the next one starts. And that, for whatever reason, is easier mentally for me to process than all of a sudden we're back in time, I suppose, or we've moved forward in time. Like, you're acknowledging that we've moved forward in time, but we haven't moved forward in time. Uh, and it's funny, I never actually even realised that until you pointed it out. Yeah, yeah, and that was a little... Like, I thought back to South Park when they moved from the third grade to the fourth grade, and I thought that that... That's a big deal, but then... Yeah, and that that maybe could have been... If they were doing this storyline, maybe they could have just committed to doing that, and... Would that have worked? Why not? Create a couple new teachers. That's all you need to do, Create, isn't it? Like, a couple different characters, and then you still have reasons for the other ones to be at the school. Um, it, it would have just been an interesting angle to explore. But the Simpsons are never allowed to age. I think if you do that, it just fucks up the whole schematics of the show, maybe. Yeah, but does it? Like, it's a rule that's in place, but would it really screw it? If they just moved by a year. It didn't change anything for South Park. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, and In theory, it sounds like it would change it, but it probably wouldn't. No, it wouldn't change anything too dramatically, but it gives you a chance to explore a couple new topics. Could new even, you could even just have Mrs. K just become the fourth great teacher. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, no, it's, it's second and fourth, isn't it? Second and fourth, yeah. So, yeah, so you third and fifth. Third and fifth. You have two new people. Yeah. Uh, does that mean the bullies would then move on or they get kept down? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if they're top grade, are they? I don't think it's ever actually pointed out. Yeah. And Nelson's in Bart's grade class. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Well, obviously it can't be done now, but it would have been an yeah. interesting change. Yeah. I did love the B-plot. As wacky and crazy as it is, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the Beer Baron episode. Bart and Homer just doing this wacky scheme. But the other thing that reminded me of the Beer Baron episode was that I like that Bart knew that he should have been going to school. I, and there was a yeah. shot there where they were driving around and Bart's looking out the window at the kids at school like he's he's missing school. It's like, like that moment of so many wasted nights. Yeah. Would he have cared that much though? Because I think back to like Bart working for the mob and he doesn't really... Like he's not... He's never struck me as the sort of person that would want to be at school. And I think he very quickly here is like, I should be at school as opposed to it being... Uh, it would have been easier or would have been better had Bart had a reason, some sort of stated thing that he was missing out on by not being at school. Maybe because they showed him he was looking forward to going back because he'd been on holidays for so long. He's looking forward to going back and causing true. mayhem. He was looking forward to causing some mayhem. I'll give you that. Mm. But yeah, I just I just thought the overall, the, the B-plot was just really, really funny. It is really funny. Just, and it's just ridiculous. One of my, one of my so favorite good. ever Homer Simpson quotes. Which one? My God, you're greasy. <laughs> It's the guy's face when he's saying it to him. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. This guy's just... It's happening again. This guy's just strolling to the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) And when I was watching it, I'm thinking, there's actually nothing stopping somebody from doing that in reality. I did it to someone once. You just walked behind back... Not behind the counter, but I I delivered the, my God, you're greasy line to someone once at McDonald's. Motherfucker. Why would you do that? Because I loved that quote. And it was a thing of like... that the person you're talking to? I laughed it off very, very quickly. They did? No, I did. But that, that, that doesn't matter. Sure it does. It's all about my intent. No, I, it was... The situation people was... People in fast food restaurants are fragile people. Though it was fine. This was at a time... Like it was, you know, um, years and years ago, for one thing. I was young. It's not like I was an intimidating person. But I no, was at, it's not endorse bullying. I was at the counter, side on to the counter, chatting with my mate, and then... Um, the guy sort of came up. He's like, "Excuse me, can I take your order?" Was so, he greasy though? I don't, no, he wasn't, which oh, is why I it was okay. Oh, um, you just making that up? No, he legitimately wasn't. <laughs> okay. So, like, but it was the "Can I take your order?" And I just 
the comedy timing of it was too good where I just snapped to my left and it was just the first thing. I was like, my. So, like, I'm talking to you about the weather. And, my God, you're greasy. <laughs> Did you um, get the reference? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, he did. He, he, yeah. It was all fine. No one was, no one was upset. I got extra fries. Really? Yeah. Huh. Awkward moment for me once. So, friend and I were at KFC, and this girl, a, a big, big, well, big girl, and this is your friend or someone at the KFC? No, the person, girl. the worker, and she hands him his food and says, "Sorry about the wait," and he says, "Don't worry, you can't help it." Oh, that's not nice. And I went. I and she looks at me and I'm like oh, I'm with this guy. I don't know what to do now. I just I felt horrible because I was guilty by association. Yeah. I I just I just went oh, I'm I'm sorry. And my mate just like laughed and walked off. I was like I don't know if I want to associate with this person anymore. No, that's an evil thing to do. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. That's one of those moments that just stuck with me. I just the heartbreak in her eyes. There was nothing she could do. Four finger discount does not endorse bullying. <laughs> I just, that was horrible. Be nice to people at fast food restaurants. They don't get paid enough and they work, most of them work their asses off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're 12. Yes. <laughs> like the average age is, anyway, you know, 15, 16. You have to wait an extra two minutes for your fucking hamburger? Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never once complained at a fast food restaurant for the reason of if I wanted better service, I'd go to a better yeah. place. <laughs> like that's that's the that's the trade off when you go to McDonald's. Listen up America, start tipping fast food workers as well. There's no fucking reason why they they shouldn't get a tip as well. No reason at all. Don't they have a higher minimum wage? Are you trying to tell me the person who works at a restaurant in New York City is getting paid less than the person at McDonald's? On an hourly basis, I'd reckon. I don't reckon. I don't know, I'm pretty ignorant to the fact, <laughs> but I just it would make it would make sense to me that if I have to give someone 10 bucks for bringing my food to my table, this person has cooked you, my food. I, I don't think that the, um, you know, the Scottish migrant who's just come into a restaurant and she's taken whatever job she can while she's trying to land an acting gig and could be fired on the spot is getting paid the same minimum rate as the corporate conglomerate that has sort of base standards that they need to meet. I don't know. What about the 13-year-old that's cooking your hamburgers, though? Love that guy. <laughs> So greasy, Frankie. I bring him around on Fridays. <laughs> but yeah, that's that B plot. It's really solid, isn't it? It's so funny. Something about the sentence "thirteen-year-old cooking your hamburgers" that just doesn't sound like it's right. Legal, boy. That thirteen-year-old really cooks my hamburgers. It just doesn't sound like something that you I'll should cook say. Your hamburger. <laughs> Do you know what I found strange in this? There was a moment where Allison, Lisa's rival, voiced by Winona Ryder, when she originally came to the show, yes. she speaks. Yeah, she does. Um, it's weird that a guest appearance speaks again. Uh, yeah, and it's I'm not the sure original it's person. Sometimes, but yeah, has it it? Was a, I, I'm sure it has. It was a good enough sound alike, but they clearly were trying to steer around her. Yeah, it's like just put her there, give her little to do. Yeah, that is. I'm surprised they even put her there in the first place. Same. Yeah, um, but I guess they just didn't really have any other options. Sherry, Terry, there aren't many... What about Janie? She wasn't there, yeah, was she? Was, oh, Janie. Ja- was Janie in there? I don't know. I can't really remember. Anyway, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, I think one of my favourite moments... Well, my God, you're greasy. And Principal Skinner uh, asking for a thankless task. Yeah. So I thought you were trophy case. The only person in the hand... Is, uh, only person with their hand in the air is Lisa Simpson. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Yeah, it's some good moments. The trophy case, yeah, is, the also trophy good. case is very good. Nodding at uh, Nelson bullying as well. Yes, like just walks by the conversation, walks by the table. Ah, like, oh, so I kicked the guy's ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> there was a moment with Nelson here that I thought kind of ruined the gag when Ralph's eyes were covered and he just walks out of the classroom. That should have been the joke. You didn't need Nelson saying, hey, blindy. Yeah, hey, blindy. Nice trip, trip or something. Yeah. I just didn't think it needed it. Yeah. You know what it just occurred to me, actually? Principal Skinner, the way he treats Nelson is almost like the way the warden in the Shawshank Redemption treats the sisters. <laughs> it's like that thing of like, yeah, you're doing the wrong thing, but I need you to keep people in line. Yeah. So, I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> My favorite, I had two. So, I had just Willie nonchalantly walking into the kitchen wearing yeah. a towel. Oh, the Ajax <laughs> yeah. and Brillo yeah, pad yeah. shower. Yeah. Jesus. It's like some Cossack shit. My favorite quote was, through savings and wise investments, of course with Greece. <laughs> <laughs> The delivery of that is my oh uh, fuck Dan's great. I think the modern of with the modern modern day equivalent of that is people that pipe pop vinyls hoping they'll go up yeah. and tell you. <laughs> of course with Greece. So my god, I had to stop I'm laughing so hard. From this day forward your names will be New names this week. I've got one. Oh, I haven't looked at what everyone else has got. For a while. It's very, very basic. Okay. Grease fighting. Uh yeah, nice. Um I mean there were Lots the, of Greece references. <laughs> lots of Greece references that were coming in. In some, in some people, simply Greece. If you want to contribute to this segment, $2, uh, $2 plus patrons. $2 plus patrons get access to the Facebook group. Facebook page. What have uh, we got this week? So, we have got Brendan R. Quinn in the style of Friends, the one with all the lard. Not bad. Yeah, I didn't mind that. That actually would have worked really well. Dylan Llewellyn with Fatirial Girl. Mm. As in fat. Yeah. PH. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, not PH. Uh, oh, Joseph Henshaw, actually, of all of the Grease ones, uh, probably had one of the, the... So, Grease fighting is there, but Grease is the nerd. That's actually really good. Yeah, I think that that one just kind of pips Grease it. Grease is the nerd. It's, yeah. it's like the new uh, Purple Drapes. Yeah, uh, a little bit. David Look. Nayer with Grease Moonlighting. That's, yeah. that's pretty close as well. Uh, Dave Cook also had Grease fighting. Um but I know that you haven't looked at the page and you haven't stole his thing. Oh, did he really? Damn yeah. it. Yeah. I always, I always steal someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Conway TP Twitty, Once Upon a Time in North Kilt Town. That's a really good game, by the way. I'm from I'm North, from North Kilt, Kilt Town. Town. It's when, when a lie backfires and you have to keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and mine, which I, I took a long time to come up with because my brain kept defaulting to Greece jokes, like the movie. Yeah, and yeah then of course. I thought yeah. that no, that's going to be too obvious. And then I hit upon Romy and Michelle's Grease and Shovel Union. Grease and Shovel Union. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. <laughs> that, that movie, did you ever watch it? No. It's not bad. Like it's not great, but it's like it's at least a Kudrow comedy. John Goodman movie. in that, isn't he? Mm, not that I can recall. He's in Cody Ugly. Yeah, well, I know he's in other things. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're thinking of Roseanne. <laughs> um, I don't um, think so. Someone. It's got that. Is it Mira Sorvina or Mira? Uh, Mira Sorvina. Uh, you know who I mean. Mira, She's Mira Savini. Savini. Yeah. Like. It's and real rough when she was big in movies because it was always hard to pronounce her name. And the comedian from the Simpsons episode where she says, I got my period today. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she's in it, yeah. Mira Savino. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia. I will kick things off this week. Okay. I've got what magazine is home as usual that he purchases from the Quickie Mart? Oh, success. Your usual. Something success. Su- That's it. Well, just called success. Yeah, success magazine. Okay. Yeah. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. How much of a loss does Homer make on his first Grease endeavor? $26.37. Correct. Well done. I like the ones that make you have to do a bit of lateral. Yeah. How much did Homer and Bart receive for the first Greece endeavor? (laughs) 63 cents. (laughs) Correct. Uh, What day was the school dance held on? Friday. 
It was indeed yes. a Friday. Very quickly put together. Mm. Like this Friday, school dance. Yeah, that's true. In in Australia, school dance is like months ahead. Yeah. And you've got pre-booked tickets and it, it takes months to find a date. Yeah. Did you ever go to school dances? We call them a social. I think they're okay, similar well, whatever thing. Whatever you want to call them. I went to one. Yeah, okay. yeah I just didn't... I, it wasn't my scene. I, I went to one as well. I didn't like to... Because everyone used to like try and take a date. I just felt awkward asking mm. to take a date. I think I've, I'm sure I've told this, that I went to one and I ended up holding hands on the dance floor with my best friend. Because we were, yes. yeah, we were both holding hands with girls. They sort of led us into this area where it just got a bit jumbled up and we lost our grip on them <laughs> and found our grip on each other. And then... We're kind of just looking Did your buttocks around. touch the buttocks of another young man? No, I didn't touch buttocks. <laughs> we were just holding hands. But like, we both did that thing of like, because we stopped being dragged, we both just stood still. And it took us a good 15, 20 seconds to realize that we were holding each other's hand. We were just sort of like looking around. And then it dawned on both of us that the girls weren't there anymore. And then we looked and we're like, ah. <laughs> it's like a good comedy movie where everyone just disperses and you're just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got finally, name of the department store where they buy the clothes. Uh, Dundee's. What? Dundee's? Dingo Junction. Dingo Junction. Okay. I knew it was Australian. <laughs> Do you know what that dingo is? From an upcoming episode, Lisa gets an A when she plays the Crash Bandicoot takeoff called oh, Dash Dingo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, my final question is how many paramecium's were under the microscope? I'm going to say eight. Ten. Ten. Damn it. Pure guess. Yeah, well, it was close. You knew it was an even number. <laughs> yes. Uh, shout outs to our new $5 patron this week, Mr. Ross Frazier, and our $20 patrons. We love you very dearly, Lisa the Simpson and Jordan Ritchie. Now, Mitch, before we get into the patron mailbag, we have a very special stage show that we need to talk about, don't we? We certainly do. Gilbert and Sullivan, Opera Victoria, is presenting a double bill of the HMS Pinafore and Cox and Box Productions at the Darabin Arts and Entertainment Centre in Preston, Melbourne. Featuring the songs We Sail the Ocean Blue, Liam Buttercup and He Is an English Man, as we've discussed, made famous by Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon anyone has actually seen Gilbert and Sullivan? No. No. <laughs> Everyone's just seen The Simpsons. People only go to this to hear that song because Sideshow Bob sang yeah. it. Yeah. Look, uh, was it? What there? What yes, there? Oh, no, never. <laughs> Um, we should go with a mop and bucket. Why not? I'm sure yeah. there's going to be someone there wearing a mop sure, and head. Hopefully. Yeah. This timeless classic is running from October 4th to 6th with two night performances and two matinees. Head to gsov.org.au to purchase tickets. That is gsov.org.au. The night shows $45, the matinee $39. Save yourself six bucks. Put we'll, it towards a Coke. We'll both be there holding hands. What, me? No, <laughs> never. Never. It's the patron mailbag time. Now it's time for the patron mailbag. Each week we ask for episode-specific questions. Just to spice things up a bit, we've got here David Nayer. He asks us, have either of you in any circumstance asked somebody to grease you up? And if so, what was the circumstances? Ooh. Grease you up, oil, oil you up, something like that. Yeah, uh, definitely went through a coconut tanning phase with my mate Greeny. Really? Yeah, and that would have been a case of just... I, th- I don't think you we could... would have to. Yeah, I, I can, I can I imagine it. Don't think either of us could do it without delivering the phrase. Um, oh, I, sometimes it was grease me up. Often it was, I need some screen. <laughs> I recall playing football. One of the benefits was getting oiled up before mm. for a cold day. Even when you knew you went cold, just yeah, yeah, oil me up. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. Oil me up, woman. <laughs> it, it's one of those things that. Uh, like the reason that McGreeny and I used to go to each other is because we had no inhibitions about it, and we used to really crack the shits 
when you were a teen and boys were like, yeah, I can't touch boys. We'd be like, for fuck's sake, I don't want my back to get burnt. Rub the shit in. Yeah. Like, it, there's, there's nothing going on here. Just rub this in. Have you and ever gone fake tan? No. Really? I just, I just, I visualize you and Granny being fake tan boys going through a phase for like a month. No, just real tans. Real tans? Yeah. <laughs> real deal, baby. <laughs> um, shout out to um, my homeboy, James Pullen, who had a birthday through the week, who, okay. um, must have been 16. So he gets a fucking shout out happy birthday on the podcast and I don't get one. Happy birthday to Dando. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Message on Facebook. Look, he's turned 17. Okay. <laughs> so it's more of a thrill for him. Um, playing a game of cricket and, you know, he's a 16 year old kid trying to make it with the men and his mum came in at the change rooms at half time and forcibly applied sunscreen to his arms to the poor little kid. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, it was just one of those moments of him not protesting, but you could see in his eyes of like, you have set back my development. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once when I fell over and hurt my arm. It's, it was almost, she could have come in and spoken about his jammy jams. <laughs> <laughs> you have to... I remember when I fell over and hurt my arm once playing footy. My mum ran out in the field to help me. So, oh, no. Oh, I looked up, my mum standing above me and the umpire saying, excuse me, you need to leave the field. She goes, this is my son. You can't stop me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cry now. Oh, God. <laughs> and everyone was just, I was just like mummy's boy for the rest of the year. Mum yeah. came out and she's just like, you can't stop me. And I was like, mum, get off. I will not leave. Uh, <laughs> I mean, their heart's in the right place. They had to stop the game so my mum could get off the ground. Restrained by security. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Kicking and screaming. I please. will not live. Whack. Just like <laughs> dragged off. Big dude who's, who's like in rehearsals to be bouncer at M- at Bay Thirteen at the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was an embarrassing moment for my football career. Mm. That set me back. But yeah. So that was David Nair. Thank you for the question. Mark Boston Burgess says, "Did you chaps ever skip school? And if so, what did you do?" Oh, rarely, and usually watch cricket. I've got nothing really interesting. For that. I remember the first time I ever skipped school, probably the only time. It was in primary school too. I think it was grade six. It was grade six. WWF was having their first pay-per-view live yeah, in nice. Australia. Royal Rumble 2000. And three of my friends went... Well, <laughs> so we we didn't skip school. Mum knew I was going to be taking the day off. I was going to come home early. But my yep. friends skipped school. But my mum didn't know that. She thought they had permission. So my mum got in trouble for letting them watch the wrestling pay-per-view at our place. Oh. Because she got a phone call from their parents saying, is my son at your house? She goes, yeah, she's, he's watching the wrestling. He's supposed to be at school. And then I got in trouble. No. <laughs> but yeah, Royal Rumble 2000, that was the first and only time I ever deliberately didn't go to school. Who yeah. won? The Royal Rumble that year. Mm. That was The Rock, but he fucked up and his feet touched the floor when they weren't supposed to, but they tried to cover it up. No. Oh. Yeah. What do you mean his feet touched the floor? So they're playing the ground is lava. <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. A Royal, a Royal Rumble is where you get thrown. Oh, yeah. sorry. So he went over the top rope and his feet touched the ground. So, so, um, so he did like hung on. He was on Big was, Show's yeah. shoulders and the, the plan was for him to get flung over the, sho- the ropes but hang on to the top rope and hang on whilst Big Show went over the top and he went over. But when he went over, both his feet bounced off the floor but they showed it from a camera angle where he didn't actually see it but everyone there filmed it and like, took photos and yeah, saw right. that it happen. So they had to like... Create this new storyline where the, they had the men in black though that <laughs> section of the audience <laughs> never left the arena. But yeah, um, so that was the only time. I, can't, I, think, I think I may have. If stressed. everyone could just lock into this red light, as God is my witness, your memories <laughs> will be broken in half. <laughs> Sorry, they have a family. <laughs> Make yourself famous, son. For listeners, you wouldn't have seen that. I just got shushed halfway through <laughs> that. <laughs> Apparently, Elliot's asleep. <laughs> a, you broke my eardrums. B, Elliot's just like, what just happened? 
<laughs> He's laying in bed going, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you, Mark. And finally, I've got a question here from Christian Hargraves. He says, do either of you have any embarrassing stories from school dances besides yours with your yeah, hands? Yeah, well, I've already covered that. Debs or blue lights. I've got a... So, I did a Deb once. And it wasn't me, but a girl on the way in. The guy stepped on her dress, tripped her up, and she fell in the mud. Oh, no. On the way into the Deb. Oh. It, he didn't mean to. Yeah. They were just walking hand in hand and he stood on her dress and she sort of went forward and got jacked and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh. not used to heels. He's not used to shoes. Uh, it was um, it was not good. It was She was hysterical. She would have been. <laughs> the original air date for Light of the Dance was August 23rd, 1998 and the couch gag was the one where the family go to sit on the couch and Nelson pulls it out from underneath them. Now, Mitch, this episode kicks off, as you mentioned earlier, with them at the try and save getting school supplies, mm-hmm. doesn't it? My most hated time of the year. Yeah, I don't ever recall being excited like Lisa to go back to school. Yeah. It was it was like it was the dreaded feeling, wasn't it? Knowing uh, Yeah. It was also over. just a boring shopping day. Like, oh, I get to go get pens. Well, I never actually did the school supply run. No, I got t- taken along. I did school s- school uniform runs. Yeah, well, obviously you need to know if you fit into it. But yeah, yeah. I I got dragged out to office works. Yeah. Sort of year in year out to buy some pens and books. Really? Yeah, with yeah. my book list. <laughs> Your book list. Um, <laughs> and I think it was because I knew I was never getting anything cool. I never got a four-coloured pen. I never got like... You never got a four-coloured pen. I never pen. got connector pens. Did you get the um, cover on your, your reader? Or the, the, the shiny? Oh, um, no, I didn't want that. You didn't want that? No. I had a Simpsons one. I also... They would, they would all, my parents would always insist on buying those big clunky folders. Like uh, binder folders. The ones that have... Yeah. Yeah, I hated them. With those. the big three rings. I never used them. I never had any intention of using them. Yeah, why do they ever buy them? I don't know. I would have been much better at school, I think, had I grown up in the laptop age. I just hated writing. I don't think kids know how to write anymore. I don't know how to write anymore. See how bad? Like, I, I go weeks, if not months at a time, without having a pen in my hand. Well, I make an effort to write at work every day, yeah, just so yeah. I don't forget, because I found myself, I tried to write a birthday card for somebody about two months ago, hmm. and I just forgot. I was like, what do you do with this? <laughs> like, what? Carving into the... <laughs> It was weird. It's, it's, to me, it's kind of sad. It must be like a wireless thing here. Oh, how do I connect to the Bluetooth on this card? <laughs> um, Millhouse here is quite pathetic. I don't recall him being this pathetic, particularly around Lisa. Like he's been a dog, but not pathetic like this. Mm. Where he's like, but I think they, his hair. They, and stuff. Yeah, they they lean into it a lot harder here, though, to set up the, the rejection for later. Yeah, it's one of those things where they play into a character trait harder than they ever have, just to suit the purposes of a story. Yeah. So the setting up here that Bart's ex- Bart's actually excited to go back just to cause mayhem. Pretty good with stapler. Yes, he is very good. Um, what what does he say? Something in staples? Uh, is it? It's all computers and staplers. Then we get Homer at the Quickie Mart, and this is where he learns that uh, grease can actually you can actually make money out of it. Mm. And how does he discover it? Because uh, because he gets a clean tasting hot dog. Yo, Apu, give me the usual. Yes, sir. One Quickie Dog, one bubblegum cigar, and the latest issue of Success Magazine. Hey, this hot dog tastes different. Yes, I just cleaned out the machine, sir. So the snack you are enjoying has not been soaking in putrid grease. Oh, yeah, but without the grease, all you can taste is the hog anus. I'm so sorry, but I sold it all to the rendering plant. People buy grease? Oh, yes, they use it to make products such as soap, cosmetics, baby food. Used grease is worth money? <gasps> And my arteries are clogged with yellow gold. I'm rich, Apu. Rich, I got, got. Money in the bank. So I don't eat hot dogs. Do oh, you okay. eat hot dogs? Yeah, I eat a hot dog. You can cook them up when you need wood fire. Uh, well, 
Would you? you, I, mean, you, you I could do a Kransky or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, like a, a gourmet sausage. Yeah, not a frankfurter because you would. I mean, you can. That skin would go. Yeah, you can, but more often than not, you're going to boil a hot dog. But uh, yeah, oh, Kransky's be fucking amazing actually in my new wood fire oven. Um, you're really excited for that, aren't I you? I haven't spoken about nearly enough. Yeah, I'm going to cook in it for the first time this weekend. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to cook? Uh, pizzas. Start with pizza. Focaccia pizza. Focaccia. Oh, and then maybe right like slow cooked with something. cheese. Um, no, just straight up like olive oil and rosemary. You need cheese. You don't need cheese on a focaccia. <laughs> I like cheese. On don't mess with me. Uh, so basically, the, I like that they're setting up the story really early here. The B plot doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. They set up so early in the episode. Homer's now cooking all the bacon and feeding it to the dog. It reminds me of Jet. So Elliot has learnt that you can throw food on the floor now. Oh, okay. And Jet just cleans it up for us. Yep. Very saves us. Our vacuum's actually broken, so it's a big help. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> uh, Marge berates him for it, and we find out, or Bart finds out here that he's gonna, not going to be going to school. He's going to be, I think Homer's quit his job, has he? Does he say that he's quit his job? He just, or is he just not going. I just don't in. mention it. Yeah, yeah. Like you said last week, he just doesn't go to work very often anymore. Yeah. We don't see him at work. And when you see him at work, he's usually just in like the the food the lunch room as well. He's not really at work. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Or, um, he, I don't actually know. They called him I was gonna for, say, the, for they the glue. Did call him in his office, but yeah. 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 We then get we're back at school, and Ralph is talking about his summer, and he has his eyes covered. We mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that didn't really need the joke with Nelson, but we get the great voiceover here or the the announcement from Principal Skinner. Attention, please. I need a volunteer for a thankless chore. Shall I assume the only hand in the air is Lisa Simpson's? Thank you, Lisa. Lisa's then introduced to Alex, the new girl. Yep. Lisa's not quite sure how to take her, is she? Did she just tell me to shut up? Take <laughs> it outside. <laughs> shut up. I love that name. Um, which is a nice little tip, obviously, of that to Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Uh, there's, now, I'll use this point to interject on something that I'd read. There are a few people, when I was doing some research from this, talking about how this was a bit of a retread of meeting Alison and Lisa's rival. Mm, yeah. But where I really think that the two massively differentiate is that Allison was someone who was better than Lisa all the things Lisa was good at. Jealous of her abilities. Yeah. Whereas this is someone who's better at, than Lisa at all of the things that Lisa isn't good at. Well, it's, like, it's, it's weird. Just, like it's I said earlier, like anti-Lisa. Lisa's jealous that she took all her friends away, but Lisa doesn't normally have friends. It's not so much. Uh, she's jealous that she's become popular straight away. Isn't? I thought yeah. she was more popular that the girls like her and not... No, I, I didn't you think take it. You think it's more that because they don't like Lisa, they like her straight away? Is yeah. that how you sort of... Get, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say it like that. You'll want a locker in this hallway. It's library adjacent. Is that perfume? Oh, don't be such a Phoebe. It's Pretension by Calvin Klein. Want to try some? <laughs> okay, so what's the haps in Springfield? What do you guys like do for fun? Well... You'll definitely want to get yourself a good doll. The new Malibu Stacy has an achievable chest. Dolls? Really? Okay, what else you got? Oh, jacks. Jacks are big. They went out for a while, but then they came roaring back. <laughs> uh-huh, you mean that game with the little rubber ball? Oh, don't worry. You'll pick it up fast. Once you get to fourzies, you're in the zone. Uh-huh. Isn't a trophy case supposed to have trophies? Uh... They were all wiped out in the big trophy fire. Ah, I see the trophies are still out for cleaning, eh, Lisa? (laughs) I did like that line there, don't be such a Phoebe. Yeah, that was pretty good as well. (laughs) The Skinner coming in with his, like, stupid lie from Lisa. The trophy fire. 
<laughs> you, you're better than that. She was put on the spot though. Like, but, but Skinner had already said, like, give her something about their outfit cleaning. He'd yeah. already fed her the lie. The, a, a lie that's believable. Yeah. <laughs> she just forgot, I guess. She got flustered in the moment. Homer and Bart sell grease. They only get 63 cents. Homer's impressed. Bart is not. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that Bart can just very clearly spell this out. Yeah. yeah. This is doomed. Yeah. <laughs> Before that it was, even began. That was your mom's money. This is mine. But doesn't she get it from you? And I get my money from Greece. What's the problem? <laughs> Homer is an idiot here, but it's just funny. Yeah. I, I also forgot to mention one of my favorite moments was the moment where they're in the car. And they're praying. He's like, Dad, he's not an idiot. Yeah, screw it. Let's just go. Yeah, and they yeah, drive off. Good. I knew I should have strapped those things down somehow. <laughs> so then, so as we said earlier, Bart is worried that he's going to be missing school. And it's kind of an odd character trait, but they set it up at the start, like we, we mentioned. Lisa then introduces Alex to all of her friends. How great is that? Ew, twins. Which one's the evil one? Yeah. <laughs> she is a, a bitch. Yeah. Shout out to the twins, uh, Sherry and Terry, that came dressed up to our last trivia night in Sydney. Oh, how good that were was, they? That was as good a cosplay as I've seen in a long time. They stole the show. Uh, yes. and They got a bigger ovation than what... Or not, maybe not a bigger ovation than both, but a bigger ovation than what we did. Yeah, that's fair. Pe- I mean, people were pretty excited to see them. It, there's nothing at all sexually appealing about us. I love that you just took the piss out of Sydney to their faces. You guys like to get a little stabby stabby. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's lost them. He's lost them. I, I, I think I said at the time... Certainly backstage, I said that there's nothing that Sydney siders like more than someone from Melbourne coming up and telling them how much better we have it than they yeah. do. I was like, when you said it, I was like, well, we're doomed. <laughs> they liked it. They well, liked that's it. the end of me. No, see, the thing is, <laughs> Sydney siders hate the lockout laws. So, yeah. you can make fun of them for that and they'll be on your side. But you said they go, they're stabby stabby. Well, why else did they come in? <laughs> you don't get locked out for behaving well. <sighs> there was something else. Oh, how at the start, people just were taking the piss out of you in the end. Your little game that you had at the start for the chips. Oh, that annoyed me. They were not playing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, I could see you were getting very angry. That's why I was like, just pull the pin. It was such a simple game. I, d- I didn't want you to just start riffing on them. <laughs> I oh, like, no, I wasn't going to go too hard. The whole idea about that was fun. So, like, it was faux anger. People were still laughing at the very least. Bose did appreciate it. He's like, I did like that no one was playing along with Mitch. <laughs> the, well, what annoyed me was that I had four, but like, I gave away one bag of chips early. That all went smoothly. And then. After four people decided to get their own laugh in, I was like, I got four more bu- like four more bags of chips. I'll be here for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's why I was like, Mitch, stop. Stop now. People are hungry. Well, not hungry. They're, just, they're ready for their trivia. Well, <laughs> they did like the chips though. They need to be ready to sit down and listen. And shut up. Play by the rules. Um, so the girls here are very... They're amazed that Alex has a cell phone. Because in 1998, that was still a big deal for a kid Massively, to have a phone. Yeah. And yeah. If anything, it struck me as being too small a cell phone for 1998. Uh no, I guess 98. We had the Nokia 3315s by that point. Uh, I don't reckon... It was early no, 2000s. That would, have, that would have been mid-2000s, the 3315. No, I, I got 2000s. one when I was 15 years old, so it was 2003. Well, I, I had it in year seven. So that's 2001. You sure it wasn't a 3310? The one that had Snake on it? Both of them did. Um, well, I thought it was 15. Maybe it was 10. But in yeah. any case... The block ones that you throw at the yeah. wall. In any case, her phone looked very modern. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. And Lisa is jealous that they walk off and leave her behind. Millhouse here with the eyebrows. I forgot for a moment. It was great line. Yeah. And the other one. And the other one. We come back and Lisa is very jealous of the girls for ditching her. Marge, this is so Marge. Maybe they're planning a surprise party for you. (laughs) Bart just has to laugh at her. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Homer with his great uh, fatherly advice. Maybe you should just copy her. Works for her. (laughs) (laughs) Alex and the girls then rock up the next day. 
and they've all had their ears pierced. Too young to have their ears pierced, particularly if the eight-year-old mm. is doing it. Yeah, well... We never find out how old Alex is, but... I don't know what the age is. I've, I've seen girls with pierced... Like, I, I think my sister sisters have had pierced ears before. I don't know what age it comes in at. I don't know what's too young or what's too old. So, this is a whole thing that goes over my head. But I do get not being ready for it. I think it would hurt a lot more than what you think. Uh, did you ever have your ears pierced? No. No, neither did I. Um, there was a fad there where a lot of guys did. Left ear. Yeah. Never um, the right ear. Never the right ear. Never that, the right. That, was, that was the thing. Yeah. Uh, no, and never both. It's never... It's just never been anything I was interested in. But I I think it's okay. Like, no one ever said that it was too painful. I think it's over so quickly. Nicola reckons her nose piercing was one of the most painful things she's ever experienced. Yeah, right. It only lasts for a few seconds. But yeah, the piercing of the nose. Mm. Yeah. Ash has got like the little pointy bit. Oh, really? The ear done. And I can just imagine that being really painful. Can't imagine like... Because that's all cartilage. Like, just imagine the crackle that that would... Like, the sound that would make. I don't want to. It's like your throat. Hmm. (laughs) I really can't wait to listen back to that. That's stuck with me. (laughs) But they're they're making fun of Lisa here for not wanting to, but they're they're making fun of her for being an eight-year-old. Like, most eight-year-olds wouldn't want to have their ears pierced. But it's also that thing, as soon as you think you're older than being an eight-year-old, like, as soon as you think you're above it, then you're going to make fun of the person that believes in the exact same yeah. stuff you believed in two hours ago. It's funny when like you're in high school, you think you're an adult. You mm. think you're so old because there's so many younger kids around you that you yeah, think you're true. so grown up. And then you look at year 12s now and you go, <laughs> yeah. children. Yeah. I look at 25-year-olds and go, oh, you disgust me. 30-year-olds. <laughs> 31. It's a, it's a, it's I'm not 31. Well, hang on. Yes, what? you are. I am you're 31. older than me. Yeah. I'm 32. I mean, 31 year. for like six months. It's easy to forget in my old age. Yeah. <laughs> Skinner rocks up mentioning the Apple event. I can't remember the exact name of it, but just an event about bobbing apples. The Apple and Apple, The Apple Pick, is that what it's called? Okay. And Alex does not want to do that. She, What does she say? We tend to do things that are fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she suggests really, the dance. Yeah, I really love Lisa's line here. The, the reaction about... I don't know. The ponies might be scared with all the noise. So Lisa, is Well, there it? wouldn't be ponies. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thing about Lisa Quidrow here with her voice acting right is she's just being Phoebe. Mm. But like, like she, not, she's not being, like, she just sounds like, I guess because she's, she's Lisa Quidrow, but she's acting like Phoebe in, the, in her delivery. I guess that's just not her as, comedic style. She's not as ditzy as Phoebe, though. She's not ditzy, but... Like, she's actually pretty switched on, the character of Alice. Just the way she deliver, delivers lines, though. Yeah. I guess that's just just her comic timing. Yeah, I think it's just her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, you know, another thing that I really liked about this episode that kind of is shown here. They managed to show Lisa in a light that makes her seem very young, but without detracting from the ways that she seems very old. Mature. Like, yeah, she's still ahead of her age in a lot of different ways, but she's also still a girl that wants to play with dolls. With ponies and dolls. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they they strike a perfect blend between those two things. Yeah. What do you think of the Skinner gag? I don't remember any school dance. Um, it was, it was, it, it's just weird. It is a bit weird it, it, because Skinner's not... He's not that dumb. No. Like, this is the sort of guy that... Sets all the watches in the school, yeah. all the clocks in the school to his own pocket watch. Like he's got it, he has got it made. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a little strange. Homer and Bart are searching for Greece. Bart is missing school. The great shot here that I mentioned earlier of them driving by mm-hmm. the school. They rock up to the Krusty Burger and we get your favorite moment. When you want Greece, go to the source. Good old Krusty Burger. Oh, I'll take. Look at that redheaded kid. There must be $20 worth of grease on his forehead alone. I was thinking more of the deep fryer. All right, we'll try it your way. 
Can I help you, sir? My god, you're greasy. Mr. Maruka! Help! Mom's gonna kill you. If she didn't want her car ruined, she should have done a better job hiding her keys. Hey, what the... Hey, hey, you're taking our grease! It's our grease now. Ah! We run the grease racket in this town. Hey, that's my shovel! We also run the shovel racket. How good are the, the grease goons? Yeah, the grease goons are... <laughs> the grease and shovel goons. Controlling the shit. <laughs> we also run the shovel racket. <laughs> yeah, really, really good stuff there. We're now at the mall, and the girls... Well, they're going for party supplies for the for the dance, but they avoid that. They go to buy some clothes at Dingo Junction. Not, well, this is just parroting every clothes-wearing montage, every, shopping every montage. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Lisa, it's, it's I'm like, I am not yeah, wearing this. Music just stop straight away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Lisa here, or Alex here, sorry, is telling her she needs to drop five pounds. It's a sad reality that some girls feel that way. Mm. That like Lisa, not fat. But Lisa's response, what do you mean five pounds? Like yeah. It takes her a minute to process what was just said. Yeah, but it also still weighs on her self-conscious. Yes. Like instantly. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Um, Lisa's saying how she doesn't need a date. It's kind of sad here how the girls just ditch her. Mm. Like they're just, it's like they've just had enough of her now. Like she's not cool enough. They've just moved on to other things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're too cool for her. But it's it makes sense. Lisa's an eight-year-old girl. When we were in what, grade four, we didn't have school dances, did we? I No. In primary school? Not in grade four, no. Not until I was like year nine, I don't think. Uh, I think you had to yeah. go to year, to I don't year think nine. Until, well, Blue Light Disco to celebrate the Blue Light graduation. Disco. Oh. That was, yeah. So end of year six. Or grade six was the first time for me. Yeah, we had well, we had grade six graduation party. Yeah, did you did you at the blue light disco? I want yeah. a pair of socks. So they've gone to shopping. They've they've left Lisa. They've ditched her. It's one of the few times where you actually feel genuine sympathy for Lisa because normally she's sort of one of the few, oh well yeah normally she's, she's on a, a fighting. She's for a bit antagonistic yeah. towards whatever's going on. Yeah, like Lisa's skeptic where she judges Marge and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, here she's just not. She's just being herself. This is there. more summer four foot two style where yep. she's done nothing to bring it on herself. Yep, that's true. Yep. Homer is sad that his grease racket isn't working. Mm. His grease business. Marge suggests the emu farm. Emu. Emu. Yeah. Do you feel like this was an old idea that they just never went with? Um. And I thought, let's just bring, let's just have Marge bring it up as a I joke. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it was. Maybe there was a time that emu farms were kicking off. I know they're a thing. Like that, you know, it's a genuine thing that exists. Maybe someone just read about it and threw it in there as a gag. I just think it's like the, the new guy pitched Homer starts an emu farm. Yeah. And then they have Homer <laughs> emu farm. Yeah. <laughs> like that like, would be laughing at the new. That'd kid. actually be really cruel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it would be. But it would be funny. I can't particularly this. if they didn't tell him they were doing it. Someone pitches it, and they're like, oh, yeah. "Not bad. We'll add it to the pile." Yeah, and then <laughs> and then he sees the episode. Like, oh, uh, I can't see the Simpsons staff doing that. They all seem like they're one big yeah. happy family. <laughs> it would be pretty funny though. Now, if the berries are too tart, I just dust them with confectioner sugar. Oh, good Ooh. secret. Huh? Hey guys. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Are you all right? No doubt. <laughs> Can't a girl fabulize herself before the big dance? Your earlobe's bleeding. Oh. So, I guess major muffins like yourselves all have dates, huh? You better believe it. Really? All of you? Ah, uh, we all have dates, Lisa. Everyone does. Even me. Unbelievable.
even Ralph has a date. Like, I just feel like they, when I was trying to look for a, a date for the school dance, for the, the social, I could never find anybody. These kids find it in days. Yeah, I was a procrastinator though, so that didn't help. Like, and... You'd want, was there somebody that you wanted to ask and just couldn't find well, the that courage? was that nervous thing. Like, you didn't want to ask the girl that you really liked because then she'd find out that she, you liked her. That's true. And if she said no to the dance, then there was no chance for anything. <laughs> like, it, a, So, you're saying there's a chance. So, it's you like, kind of had to go with like a strategic ask. Someone that you were friends with, but also happy to be seen holding hands with. But you'd ask it in front of the person you really wanted to ask to see what their reaction was, whether they were jealous or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might even ask via that person. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Sarah, can you ask Carly if she'll go to the dance with you? Yeah, yeah. And see if they'll disappointed or not. Yeah. yeah. I never actually used that one, but that's, that's a good scheme. I don't think I ever did either, but I was <laughs> too afraid to even do that. I didn't have a lot of confidence back when I was a teenager. Uh, Lisa then realizes that she, last ditch effort, she has to go to Millhouse, but even Millhouse has a date. Mm. And she's just not herself here, is she? It's going to be a magical evening. It's a good shot, though, of her in the uh, reflection of Millhouse's glasses. Yeah, it is. And then. Like, it, it, I mean, it's perfect for the fact that not only is it good animation, but it serves to tell the story. Yeah. So you see, uh, you see her from her perspective. Yeah. Come back. Oh, plenty of Millhouse to go around. Yeah. We can't skip over that. Come back for commercial. Homer and but Bart. we did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel there's a lot of Millhouse quotes out there that people exaggerate how funny they are. Yeah. Like, everything's coming up Millhouse. Well, the plenty Don't of Millhouse to go around for me was just lent into a bit too much. Yeah. It was almost like vaudeville comedy. Like he's, like the character has turned to the front of the stage and really delivered it to the back seats. I just um, I just don't get that everything's coming up Millhouse either. I don't get why there's well, so much love for. That. I think that is because you get to present yourself as the Millhouse. It's taking up a life of taking on a life of its own. Yeah, because yeah, like it it allows you to say life's going well for me, but it's also giving you lower status. Yeah, in that same thing, so you can appropriate it in your own life. I still say the best Millhouse moment is I told you I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so Homer and Bart are leaving to go. St- or Bart's got an idea because that back with the emu farm. Bart says, mm. "Let's do one final, one final score, one final score." All right, son. We're about to embark on a most difficult mission. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, I know you're busy, seeing as how you can watch women changing clothes and all that. But if you help us steal this grease tonight, I promise we'll donate half the profits to charity. Dad. He's not stupid. All right, screw it. Let's roll. Mm, I knew I should have attached those somehow. I know why I find it so funny that I shouldn't have attached those. Uh, I relate pretty hard to it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just love this scene in general. I thought it was really, really great. This whole, this whole B-plot is one of my favorites, I think. Um, Lisa is looking at the germs. They even they have dates. Marge being Marge, being her mum, tries to... Um, oh, it's great that she made Pepsi for the dance. That's what Marge would do. Yeah. But she tries to reassure her and tries to cheer her up. But Lisa's just not having it, saying, you should go to the dance, it'll be good. And she says, we'll have a dance of her own. Yeah. Every Simpson dance now. Bump, 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 bump. If your mum did that, you'd be leaving. You'd be out of that house. Yes. <laughs> permanently. It, it reminded me of kind of... Have you seen Billy Madison? You would have seen Billy yeah, Madison. Yeah, of course. If you stay, you can help me shave my armpits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I always remember that scene from that movie, but anyway. Uh, Bart takes Homer into the school kitchen and we get the sucking the face moment. Mm-hmm. This would be the most iconic moment from the episode. Yeah, it was used in promos a lot yeah. for the episode and then just for The Simpsons yeah. in general. I remember at the time I didn't really find it that funny, but I thought it was hilarious here. 
It's pretty fun. I, I remember. It's more funny than funny what? What is it? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good that they go back to it later as well. Yeah, it is. It's also good that it's just a brief glimpse that first time around. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't linger. Yeah. Then Lisa is at the dance. She's just on the door. She's the door bitch. Milhouse walks up with his partner, who I don't know we've seen before. Maybe we have. The girl with braces? I don't know. Yeah, it was hard to tell. I think we maybe have. Maybe when Lisa gets braces? Uh, possibly. She in the somewhere? Yeah. Or was she just wearing a similar harness? Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, she stamps Milhouse's hand really hard. It slipped. But like, good for him though. He's got a date. It's not her. Not his fault. Yeah, but he's rubbing it in. Yeah. By telling her, like, risking being the. Um, I don't know if he was meaning to though, because he loves Lisa. I think he was. You reckon? Yeah. I think he was enjoying that it wasn't him. Yeah. And also, you're pointing out. You could have had if, me. If you're sitting there <laughs> hating a bit of life, and someone comes out and highlights that bit of life that you're hating, you're just instantly going to punch that person in the face. But I feel like in your own head, she deserves it because. He clearly likes her, and she only wanted him when it was a last-ditch effort. Mm. No. No? No. no, I'm, no I'm, I'm on Team Lisa for this one. <laughs> Home room, but and then in the kitchen, and like I said earlier, my, I just love how Willie just walks in. Yeah. Just, it's just so perfect. <laughs> and he, he, they almost fool him, don't they? Almost. Yeah. It's not until he nearly trips on the cord. Yeah. Or the tube. And when when so when Homer goes into the vent, it's great. It's only subtle, but his ass doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Yes, like wriggle a little bit yep. to get in there. <laughs> That's really, really good. Um, so they go in there and he starts pummeling Homer and It's pleats, really painful. As it would be. Getting the shit kicked out of you by Willie would be very painful. Yeah. He is a rip to do. So he just chokes him for a little bit, strangles him, and he gets the, the eye pops again. Skinner then tells Lisa that he has to go home. Why does he have to go home? Mother's got a June bug cornered in the basement and I've got to finish it off. I have to finish it off. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine how that phone call went. Lisa says, oh, fine, I'll go in. And the dance is actually a failure. It's, it's well, a good reveal like because this, you don't yeah. expect it. And it's exactly real. How it is. Yes, 100%. I yeah. really like uh, Nelson, actually, of all of them, just standing there sort of scratching the back of his neck. Like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to feel hot. Yeah. yeah. So it's just this new girl just come in and tried to make all the kids older than what they are. Yeah. Like Lisa, they're just being kids. You yeah. know? And it was a nice touch here that the character of Alex didn't change straight away. I would have been happy yeah. for her not to change. Yeah, that was the only thing that I wrote about the ending when it, when we get to that, where Lisa hits it with a ball of grease and it's like, act your age and else thinks for a second and then um, uh, bacon joins in. in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's not how it works in real life. Nah. That girl is either going to run out of there crying. Or beat or, the shit out of Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, in the air vents, because... You sort of forget. Well, I sort of didn't really realize at the same time that they're in the same place. There's actually one thing that I really liked overall: the convergence of the A. That's and the what B. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah, it just it didn't click when I was watching it. Yeah, the, the hose explodes. They all you know, they're settling like adults first. They're fighting. It explodes. The grease pushes them down at the air vents. They all come in separate vents though, which was kind of odd. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was just great how it tied both stories together. It was. It felt natural, as mm. weird as that sounds. Yeah. It, so, like it, it happened organically. Yeah, organic in within the confines of this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a hamburger milkshake. <laughs> Here comes a grease ball. Hey, Luigi, bring your kids a free pizza. Why you have to make it the fun, huh? What do you think of the "Here comes the grease ball" gag, Luigi? Um, not sure that would. I'm f- not sure. Not, not, that would be offensive now. I just don't know whether they'd bother doing it now. Yeah. At the risk of it being taken. At the risk of it being taken offensively. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Why you have to make out the fun? 
like the fact that it's probably it's Luigi voiced by a white guy, not not oh, Italian. Presumably. Yeah, probably like Harry Shearer. Yeah. <laughs> There's listeners at home, we probably should find out who actually voiced Luigi. Luigi Simpsons, just for you guys playing at home, voiced by Hank Azaria. Yeah, there you go. That I, thought, that, I thought you were going to be like, Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> that guy's trouble. A poo. Yeah. Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know when to stop. He's a yeah. monster. <laughs> um, so, I think you mentioned the, the ending. So, I said I would have been happy with it being Alex just not changing. But to me, it still felt like a classic, nice ending. It, it, it just oh, yeah. Feel good. Yeah. Simpsons I ending. understand them making, the, yeah. making that choice. Yeah. And I don't fault the choice. Yeah. But overall, I really, really enjoyed this episode. It's just proof that season 10 still has some golden episodes. It's not like, it's not as good as the earlier seasons, but it's solid guest appearance that doesn't get yeah. enough appreciation. Yeah. And There's no cringe comedy in it. No, the, um, B, the, the B plot's really good. Yeah, the timing's really, really good. The characterization's good. It's, it's, and it's directed really well. Every character's written the way they should be. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that you don't even need ice to do a home piercing job. Just no. a thumbtack and paper towel. A lot of paper towel, yeah. I learned that the world would be a lot more interesting if evil twins were a reality. I'm sure they are. You reckon? I don't know. Probably. I know one set of identical twins. Mm. One of them used to be a lot more of a smartass than the other. Yeah, I would right. say it was evil, though. The other one's in prison for mass murder. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. What have we got, Mitch? You tell me, Dando, because I do not have my laptop. This is your segment. This is your thing. You know that when I come here, I need you to do it for me. First one comes from Chinese Manufacturing Business Development. Oh, good. What do they have to say? (laughs) This comes in from uh, Matt Wilkins. He says, Dear Mitch and Dando, I just want to say a massive thank you to both of you for your hard work that goes into this fantastic content you put out. Thank you, Matt. And I'm glad to be a $5 patron. Thank you, Matt, for signing up. Half as glad as we are. He says the podcast continuously keeps him entertained and he's writing this whilst listening to Mother Simpson for probably the third time and the pair of us are still able to make him laugh after the third listen. Wow. That's a talent. Yeah, I can't even make Ash laugh after, this, <laughs> after one time. He asks that we keep doing what we are doing and we seem to enjoy doing them so well. well thank you, Matt, for writing in. I do appreciate it. love hearing from all new listeners. People, if you haven't written in yet, write in. Love yeah, to hear from each do. and every one of you. So this one's an interesting one. This comes from Andrew Morrison. He says, I've been a patron for a while now. I've never known what question to ask. So I thought, why not for Lila Dance? Because something's in, uh, intrigued me. Okay. What do you think about the subtle references to Lisa Kudrow's own name and her friend's references when Lisa meets her for the first time? Hmm. She's not playing herself. So it seems like an odd move. I think she was a great guest star, but this tarnished it for me. There was no really? such references, for example, when Sam Neill played the cat burglar. It's the first time I've noticed this so far in the series. Yeah, it's not going to work for the cat burglar, though, to go, your name's Alan, shut up, I love that name. <laughs> um, he does I, the, the Velociraptor spiel. With the, the Oh, you can squeeze that spiel into anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't break it. It says thank you for, for a great me. podcast. So he likes the podcast, but yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it doesn't break it for me. Like I, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it's it, Maybe don't be such a Phoebe. Maybe that's the only and one. And Lisa, I love that name. I don't but, care about Lisa. But don't be I such a Phoebe name. feels forced, doesn't it? Yeah, don't be such a Phoebe is crowbar in. Lisa, I love that name. No problem. Because any character could conceivably say that. Yeah. No one's ever said don't be such don't a Phoebe. Don't be such a Phoebe is not a thing. Stop mm. making fetch a thing. Yeah, good point. Like yeah. it, that's that was the that's one line that is um like they're trying to elbow you in the ribs, going, Hey, hey, it's, she's from Friends. Yeah. That's a popular show. Which was still on at the time, yeah. 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 Um but I, I've got no problem with shut up, I love that name. Because that... That's a line that I reckon probably could have been in the script before Lisa had even signed on to the role. 
could have any actress could have said that line wouldn't have been a problem. He says, thank you for a great podcast. You've been keeping me going throughout my marathon training and helping the miles fly by. So thank marathon you for writing training. in. Good on you. Yeah, Andy from York in the UK. All the way from the UK. And one final one, Mitch. Got lots of uh, emails come through this week. So thank you, guys. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We're going to get to each and every one of these if you want them right out, of course. We've got a couple here from Andrew about Andrew Simons. Should I mention those? Well, you thought oh. you'd saw the... The debacle that was Andrew Simon. Well, I already, I already fessed up that I got that wrong. I just remembered remembered it so adamantly. This The subheading here, four-finger discount meets sexual activities. Do I dare open this one? Yes. From Jack Ferguson. Alrighty. I haven't read this yet. Dando and Mitch, I've started going through the show from the beginning again, and in your review of Principal Charming, hmm. Mitch states that he would like to think people are listening to you guys during moments of intimacy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he says 100% He I says do. well The other night I like where this is going The girlfriend and I Were going to bed And I was under the impression She was already asleep Okay So I put on one of your episodes To keep myself entertained Until I was out as well Headphones presumably I do like where this is going But instead of going to sleep Listening to you 15 minutes into the episode I was suddenly Mounted by her Mounted <laughs> That's a good word 15 minutes in so she's laid there pretending to sleep for 15 minutes. This fucker's not making the move. I'm going to have to do it myself. Yeah, right. I don't think I've ever been mounted. What, what else does he have to say in the email, Dando? <laughs> before I say things, it'll get me in trouble. And was now listening to you guys during the adult activities. Ooh, I wonder what we were saying. Go, go, go. <laughs> if there has not been a reported case yet, then congratulations. I've accidentally integrated you into my life in a way I did not expect to. From Sydney, Jack. So I may cut out these... Uh, May, may censor out his last name, but Jack from Sydney. Well, presumably the girlfriend doesn't listen. Well, she does now. She's Jer- too busy mounting. <laughs> so, <laughs> the mounty. Uh, so he's also sent through a, a meme which has. I Zap thought Brannigan. you were going to say a photo <laughs> <laughs> of Zach Brannigan saying, "I've meted with the woman. Inform the men." Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> what a good email to go out on. Well played, sir. That's Thank the you kind of stuff much. we need sent through. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Yep. We're gonna the mailbag is going to be a, a more prominent. I feel like we're sort of. Oh, I don't know about more prominent. We're, we're, Let, let's not give it. Not more prominent, but I feel like we've. A, the stuff hasn't come through, but we haven't yeah. really t- given it the, the credit. Not the credit, the. Uh, don't go making promises because it is my segment and I will not live up to them. And if anything, I will deliberately go in the opposite direction and only read spam emails from now on. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Next week, Mitch, we are going to be reviewing The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, where Homer tries to be Thomas Edison. Do you recall this? Um, really? You don't remember this one? Where he creates the gun, makeup gun and things like that. Hmm. It's a really funny episode. I'm sure I remember it when I see it. I'm really looking forward to reviewing it. Another really, really funny one. Thank you all once again for listening to our first review of Season 10. It was Light of the Dance. Mitch, any final words for our beloved listeners? Any any words for for Jack? Any inspiration for Jack as he gets mounted by his wife right now? That took it into an area that I'm not... Um, Son, the mating with a woman is a lot like eating an orange. (laughs) 